right. Praise the Lord. Well, God is good. Woo! Hallelujah. Why don't you give a hand clap to our worship team? What a blessing they are. Amen. Praise the Lord. Grateful for that team. Amen. They got to be kind of ready in season and out around here. You never know what's going to happen. So got to be flexible. Yep. Praise the Lord. Actually, what one brother said it this way, blessed are the flexible. And that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, and they shall not be broken. That's the rest of it, yeah. Blessed are the flexible, and they shall not be broken. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, God is good. Amen. Again, welcome, everybody. I know we got some visitors here today. We welcome you to Word of Victory, and, and uh, we're, we're blessed and, and thankful that you're here with us today. And, and uh, again, I know we had uh, some uh, big old breakfast over there. Um, we don't do that every week. I know. Bummer. But, praise the Lord, I'm glad you got to come and enjoy it. Praise the Lord. Uh, we are uh, today uh, going to start in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you need a Bible, there's uh, Bibles there under the chair there. Um, 1 Corinthians and 15. I'm going to talk just briefly about some things about the importance of... of Know, resurrection Day and the importance of it, and then we're gonna we're gonna kind of go back and take a look at that day. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Resurrection Day really uh, was a day that changed the course of history. Amen. And it left its mark on all of on all eternity. Amen. And so, uh, you know, it is it is worthy of celebrating. And um, uh, not just on, you know, Resurrection Sunday, but it should be celebrated daily. Amen. Are you grateful for what Jesus has done for you? I'm grateful for what He's done for me. Um, and uh, anyway, let's let's read some some word here. First uh, Corinthians 15 verse one says this. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel. Now, the word gospel just means good news. And how many know it's always good news? We ain't here to talk about bad news. Look at your neighbor and say, I like the good news. Tell them that. Amen. Hallelujah. I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, uh, which also you received, and in which you stand. In other words, this is, your, this is the foundation of your faith. And that's what he's getting ready to tell you about. All right. By which also you are saved. Amen. If you hold fast the word, or that word, which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Amen. And that He, uh, he was seen by Cephas, or Peter, uh, then by the twelve, and after that He was seen uh, by over 500 brethren at once, uh, of whom the greater part remain uh, present, of course, at the time of this writing. Uh, but some, of course, have fallen asleep or gone, gone on home to be with the Lord. After that, He was uh, seen by James, then by all the apostles, and, and then last of all, he was seen by me. You know, this is Paul talking. Uh, also, uh, as, also as by one born out of time or due time. All right. So uh, just letting it be known. Amen. How many know it was necessary? He talked about a death, burial, and resurrection. Now, at the time when he talked to his disciples about it, most of the time they didn't get it. They didn't understand what he was talking about. They just thought, man, what, what, where are you coming from, man? You know, they just didn't get it. You know, they're thinking, man, you're here and all this great stuff's going on and and then he starts talking about it's good that I, you know, it's going to be to your advantage that I go. And they're thinking, go where? Where are you going to go? I mean, what? Come on, man. Everything's going good right now, you know. And we got a good thing going right now. And he's telling about, you know, how he's, there's going to be a death. There's going to be a resurrection. He talked about, you know, on the third day rising. And they're just kind of, they're just like, where are you coming from? And so, you know, they, 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 uh, they struggled with that. And uh, we know that he, they struggled with it because uh, when he stood and uh, was flogged and, and uh, you know, standing before Pontius Pilate and everything that happened that night, uh, you know, uh, they, all, they all deserted. They all ran. All the disciples ran. It wasn't just Judas that was uh, the betrayer. They all betrayed him. They all ran because they didn't understand what was going on. Are you still with me? Now we just kind of, kind of, you know, set the stage here a little bit. All right, uh, put, uh, put Luke 24 up on the board, if you will. Luke 24, verse 
44, please. Just real quick, Luke 24 and 44. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he said to them, now this is Jesus talking. We're going to come back to Luke 24 here in a, in a few minutes. But he said, then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. Now this is, of course, after, after uh, he was resurrected and before he ascended to heaven. I was still with you and, and that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Amen. Of course, we read one of those things out of Psalms today. And verse 45 said this, And he opened their understanding uh, that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary. Everybody say necessary. necessary. It was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Amen. It was necessary. Amen. A good thing. Now put John, uh, John 3 up. on. Put John 3 and uh, verse 14. Thank you. And it says this, and as Moses was lifted up, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And of course he was. Uh, that whoever believes in him. How many believers in the house today? Yeah. All right. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. This is why it was so necessary. Verse 16. For God, you know, resurrection, uh, uh, you know, really. It isn't really about an event. It's about who He is. I mean, when you stop and you think about it, everything that happened was because of, of, of God's love, because of what He did, what, how He views you and me. So He sends His Son to pay a price. There were signs, there were wonders, there were miracles, there were things that happened. The, the dead were raised, the, the blind saw, the, you know, the sick were made well. I mean, there were so many things that transpired and happened through the course of about a three and a half year period. And then all of a sudden, he gets flogged and beaten for nothing. But it was all for you and me. A price had to be paid. It was necessary. Why? Because... For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, that's a promise. Now, verse 17, please. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't come to condemn you. Amen. But that, he, but that the world through Him might be saved. Amen. A price paid. You know, sometimes uh, God gets, I don't know, maybe just due to certain perspective of, of people, and they, they see God as some mean ogre. He ain't no mean ogre. Come on, somebody. He's a heavenly Father who's in love with people. Come on, somebody. People are God's highest commodity. And so He sent His Son to pay a price that nobody else could pay. Amen. The spotless Lamb of God. Amen. A price was paid. Amen. Blood was shed. There was a death. There was a burial. And there was a resurrection, praise God. Amen. On the third day. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Amen. Well, finally, it was necessary. Why? For you and me. Amen. A price was paid. Now, with all that said, amen, we're going to go uh, to Matthew chapter 28, please. Matthew 28. Hallelujah. And we're going to take a look at this day. Now, we're all seeing it from, you know, from hindsight, so to speak. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we weren't there on that day. Uh, I think the more you meditate on it, the more you, you know, you, you, you grab hold of it, the more you get to see it, you know, God begins to show it to you. But uh, the thing we have to understand, we weren't there, amen. But as a result of this day, amen, we're here, amen. And so, uh, I, I was thinking about, uh, I didn't give him this verse back there, but Philippians 3, uh, Paul made a statement, you know, uh, that, you know, of coming, uh, coming into a knowing 
He said that, that he, he constantly is trying to draw to get to know him better. Amen. To know the power of his resurrection and all that he did, the passion that he did, all that he did for all mankind. He says the whole thing was the more I get to know, the more I love him. Amen. And the more I love him, the more I want to get to know him. Praise God. And it just intensifies. Amen. And so our heart is, amen, that that same, that same drive begins to happen in you and me, praise God, as it happened in Paul, all right? Oh, thank you, praise God, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his son being conformed to his death, praise God, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead, amen, praise God. Now, the whole idea is Paul says, you know, I'm constantly getting to know him better. Amen. Well, that's what we want to do. Amen. So with that said, back to, uh, back to Matthew 28, please. Verse 1 says this. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came uh, to see the tomb. Now, of course, this is on the third day, right? Now, Mary Magdalene's there and the other Mary. So I guess one day we're going to get to meet the other Mary. Now, I, I, you know, I know... Uh, I think it's in uh, Luke's account. It talks about the mother of, of James. Uh, you know, that's probably who it is. Uh, it could be, could be the sister to Lazarus, okay? Uh, but all we know is that right now in this text, uh, she's the other Mary. So someday when you meet her in heaven, she'll tell you she's the other Mary, <laughs> I guess. All right, anyway, praise the Lord. So anyway, we know that we got the two ladies here that went to the tomb here. And behold, everybody say behold. Now, behold here, this is, it just means it's just all of a sudden it's like, look, you know, it's like, hey, whoa, you know, it just, it's kind of an intense thing, that word there. Behold, there was a great earthquake. Everybody say great, great earthquake. Uh, you know, I mean, just an earthquake would be amazing, but I guess it was a great one. Now, the word great here is uh, the Greek words mega, where we get our word mega, okay? So it was a mega earthquake, all right? For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Okay, so we got an angel of the Lord sitting on top of the stone that's been rolled back. And his countenance was like, uh, was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. Now remember, he said, behold, see, all this is happening. It just it, All of a sudden, you know, they show up. Now everybody's heard all that he said, and he said it was necessary that all this happened, but nobody was really getting it, and all of a sudden they show up. And all of a sudden, this stuff is in manifestation. Now it's like, whoa! What is going on? So the guards, okay, who were, who were standing watch there, shook with fear of, of this angel that's sitting there and became like dead men. So I don't know, did they flop? I don't know, maybe they flopped to the ground. I don't know. But, you know, I don't know. You know, did they just freeze? I, I, I don't know. But, but we just know that they became like dead men, all right? But the angel, okay, answered. In other words, obviously just ignored him, whatever. And the angel answered and said to the, to the women, right, uh, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here. Say, what? He's not here, for he's risen. As he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. In other words, I came to give you the news. I gave you the news, all right? And so they went out quickly. Everybody say quickly. Now, I think it was worthy of us kind of looking at a few of these words. I'm, you know me. With, I like to define some things and, and give you a little bit of uh, background on a few words. But this word here, quickly, it wasn't mean that they just, you know, just, okay, trotted out the door. I mean, literally, it's, it's man, they were like... Filled with excitement, okay, and uh, they 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 just were uh, you know taken back by everything they just saw, everything they just heard, and and trying to absorb it. And so when they shot out of there, they shot out of there quickly. All right, and it said with fear and great joy. The word fear there just means with shock and awe. They're just taken back by what had just happened here. All right, and great joy. Everybody say great joy. Now that word great there is that same word mega. Okay, so there was a mega earthquake, and now we got great joy. We got a mega joy, all right? So we got mega joy, all right? So now it's just a, they're excited about it. They're, they're ignited. They're excited. They're enthused about what they've seen, what they've heard, and they ran to bring the disciples' word about what had happened, all right? And so verse, uh, verse 9, 
And as they went, so they're on the way, so they're on the way to see the disciples. They, they know where they're, most of them are hanging out, so they're going to go head over there, all right? They're going to take the news to them. You notice none of the other disciples showed up yet. There's a reason none of them showed up yet, because they, they really didn't get it. So, uh, you know, was, was it that the ladies got it? You know, sometimes they're smarter, so maybe they got a hold of it better. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Could have been, you know. Uh, but uh, my wife says probably. Okay, well, anyway, we'll leave it at that. But anyway, uh, the bottom line is they went. Amen. Now, uh, granted, they didn't know what to expect, and they got there, and obviously were taken back by everything that happened. All right? So they're on their way now, uh, you know, excited, and they're going quickly. Come on now. They're not just trotting along. Well, you think, oh, it's okay, I guess. Right? No, there was something that, right? They were all, they're all taken back. I mean, they can't wait. They got to tell somebody, right? And all of a sudden, Jesus meets them. Yo, ladies. Rejoice. How many know that's probably not how it happened? The word rejoice in itself here uh, means a cheerful greeting or a joyful salutation. In other words, he says, hey, get ignited. Hey, get excited. Hey. Well, you can think about where he's coming from, right? I mean, it's already over with. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, before it all happened, you know, he said, hey, Lord, if, you know, God, if any, if there could if there could be any another way to do this, could we do it another way? Right? Now, he knew the way. I mean, he said, nevertheless, not, not my will, but your will be done. But he had to ask. Because if there's another way to do this, it would sure be wonderful because it didn't, it didn't look like it was going to be any fun. A price had to be paid. And it was necessary. So he pays the price. Now it's all done. He's resurrected. Amen. And so this isn't, this isn't some, you know, normal day that's our point here today this isn't a normal day see something happened today that went down in the history books something happened today that changed everything something happened on this day that that made everything different Everything that was prophesied, these things started happening. It's like all of a sudden, the things they talked about, the things he talked about, the, the, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, the, the principles taught, all of that has just been confirmed, has just been ratified because he's resurrected. Hallelujah. Yeah. So when he sees them, you know, it isn't some dreary, you know, hey, what's up? You know, good to see you. I ain't seen you in a few days. Rejoice! And so they came and held him by, uh, by the feet, and they worshiped him. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, uh, let's see here. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Praise God. Amen. Now, uh, there is nothing about this moment. Now, the, of course, again, they're taken back by everything. But there is nothing about this moment that is dull or dreary or mundane. So I'm asking, okay, you know, our life should never be dull, dreary, or mundane. Because the same thing that happened on that day is what's alive, or at least the potential of that to be alive on each and every one of us, or within each and every one of us, praise God. Because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside. And so what we're trying to do is, uh, today is, is show you that this isn't an ordinary day. And because of this day, it can make every one of our days different, praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's pick up with the story here. Let's go to, uh, we got to go to Luke's account to do that. So uh, we'll go back to Luke 24. We were there earlier, but we'll go back to it and go a little bit further in uh, into the chapter here. Luke 24. Are you still, uh, you still hearing me today? Yeah. All right. Now, I'm not boring you today, am I? Okay. We don't want to bore you. And again, I know if you had too many cinnamon rolls, you might have to stand up for a few seconds. We don't want you falling asleep here because you got to get it, right? You got to get it. 
Okay, so now uh, they return from the tomb. Okay, so verse, verse 9 of chapter 24 of Luke says, And they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven, uh, to the disciples there, right? And then to all the rest. And it says, and it was Mary Magdalene, there at the time here, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them. So obviously they hooked up with some more folks. Come on, somebody. And they all obviously got it. Come on now. They believed it. Come on. And it said, who told these things to the apostles. Now their words seemed to them. In other words, these ladies are trying to tell the story here. But the disciples, it says that their words, these ladies' words, I mean, they must just, you know, they must, you know, these ladies, gosh, God, really? Their words seem to them like idle tales. Now, my, my cross-reference, and that's, if you look up that word idle, it is referring to, it just seemed like nonsense. Oh, come on. What did you do this morning? Where have you been? Who are you hanging out with? What kind of story is this? Come on. It just seemed like nonsense. And they, it said, and they did not believe them. But Peter, what a guy. You know, Peter's always quick to be the first one to do about everything. And sometimes he gets the pat on the back and sometimes he doesn't. Peter sometimes gets the rebuke. But I always, you know, your hat goes off to the guy. Because he's always like, just kind of right there, you know. Now, Peter kind of had a, a bummer few days here prior to this. And, um, you know, he, he knows what he did. He was pretty uh, taken back to the fact that he, he denied Christ. And, and uh, you know, he, he, he knows what he did. And he wasn't feeling good about it. And, and the scriptures are pretty clear about the fact of how he felt about himself and about the whole situation. And so here he is, you know, hearing the news now. And you can imagine what starts running through his head. Because now he's starting to think they're talking about something that all of a sudden his mind starts going back and starts putting some pieces together. Starting to realize, you know, he did talk about raising up on the third day. It is the third day. Could this be? So it said, Peter arose and he ran to the tomb. Now, you know, just for whatever it's worth, okay. Uh, arose means to be lifted up, to rise again, amen. But it means speaks with new life and new energy. All right? Something happened, amen. He hears it, and all of a sudden now he shoots up out of his seat, amen. Woo! I'm going to go check it out, right? Right? So anyway, he ran, that word run there means to run hastily on a set course. And it means with, with fresh excitement, amen. So he, he made a beeline to the tomb. He ain't about, he ain't going to stop for nobody. He ain't going to talk to nobody. He don't care if somebody's asking for directions. It don't, it don't matter. He's going to get to where he's got to get to. Why? Because the news. There's something that's happening here. And stooping, and, and uh, so he ran to the tomb, and then he got to the tomb, obviously, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloth lying by themselves, and then he departed, here we go, marveling to himself at what had happened. Okay, so everybody's trying to, he's trying to put all this together. Now, again, uh, marveling just means admiration and wonderment. It means to be full of amazement or astonishment, all right? So obviously, he's taken back by everything that's happening here. And the word happened, now go back to that verse, uh, there it is. Uh, he, he marveled to himself at what had happened. All right. Now, again, we're trying to show you this just this ain't no normal day. This, does, this day, it isn't a normal day. So what had happened, the word happened here is the Greek word is where we get our word um, to generate. Okay. So in other words, something that came together, uh, who came into being or something that was assembled here. So he starts to, starts to marvel to himself and what's to all the pieces of the puzzle are starting to come together. He started to be taken back. He started to remember everything that Jesus had said. So it isn't, this, is, this isn't normal. And so all of a sudden, he starts to put two and two together, and he's coming up with four. Good job, Peter. Everybody say, good job, Peter. Way to go, buddy. Amen. Now, the rest of them are still back there. 
Just saying. All right, now let's, let's take a look at this, all right? Now we'll go to verse 13 now. All right, now behold, two of them. In other words, two of, those, two of the brothers there that were there. They, I mean, they, all, they all heard what, what, what the ladies had to say. Peter was the only one that got it and ran back that we, that we see in this text, okay? All right, and it goes on. It says, uh, there were two men traveling uh, the same day. So same, same day, same afternoon, whatever, praise God. So two of the guys obviously left the room when they heard the news and just were heading somewhere, right? And the word says they were heading to a village called Emmaus, which was uh, uh, seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And so it was that while they conversed and reasoned, all right? Now, they're just they're sitting there trying to themselves, they're trying to, you know, trying to really talk all the stuff these ladies said. You know, I mean, you know, what do you think about what Mary said? I don't know. The other Mary, too? Yeah. She had things, too. Right? I mean, they're thinking about all this stuff, you know, and they're trying to put it together. And, and the Word says that they conversed and they reasoned. They're just walking along. It wasn't, they weren't, Peter ran to where they, right? Come on. These two guys are just walking to town, you know, heading to town, and they're just talking, Okay. Because they're, they're still not getting, this, is, this isn't a normal day. Now, I just wonder how many of us are, are those guys. What do you think about all this Jesus stuff? I don't know. Some of it's okay. Some of it ain't. I believe some of it. Don't believe all of it. Sometimes it seems like a cool thing. Sometimes it seems like it's too good to be true. Could it be? Should it be? Hmm? Conversing, reasoning. And, you know, Jesus is just, is just the coolest cat that ever walked the planet. He really is. And it said that uh, Jesus himself drew near and began to walk with him, right? Went with him. So we got Jesus now walking alongside these two guys who were talking about the whole situation. I mean, doesn't it just, I just like, <laughs> okay, but it said their eyes were restrained so that they, they did not know him. So somehow or another, they, they didn't pick up, this is Jesus, okay? I mean, there's, you know, there's reasons for that, but they're, they're going along and they're just talking about this stuff. And so Jesus just kind of just jumps in, hey guys, what you talking about? <laughs> I just think that's cool. And they're not even getting it. Okay, so he said to them, you know, um, you know, what kind of conversation is this that you're, you're having with one another as you walk and are sad? What are you talking about? Well, then one of them uh, whose name was uh, uh, Clopas, Cleopas, is that right? I don't know. You should have gave him a different name. But anyway... <laughs> Answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened uh, there in these days? In other words, dude, where have you been? Right? Where have you been? Everybody else is talking about this in town. What? You're not what? And he said to them, I love this, what things? What things? You know, what's, what's the word, you know? You, 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 know you, you tell me, you tell me. You know, if they're all talking, you tell me. What, what, what's the talk? What are, what are they saying? Okay. And so they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and the rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping... <laughs> <laughs> we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. See, that's what it all, that's really what it came down to. That's why most of them just, they just thought, well, you're already here. You're, you're like a king already being raised up. Why, why do you, why do you think you got to go? Where are you going? And why are you talking about dying? Because you got it going now. I mean, you can feed literally thousands of people with a few fish. There went the food problems. We'd never have another food problem ever. 
And you put, the, you put those, uh, you know, those government people in their place by, by certain statements and talking things, and it just, it just shuts them up. And then those religious leaders, whoo, man, did you put them in their place. And you're talking now about going, about a death, and about forgiveness of sins, and paying a price, and, and then being raised up again. So they're saying, we were hoping that it was He who was going to redeem Israel. So in other words, we're still not getting it. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day uh, since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of... <laughs> now they're just... Now them certain women. Them women. Those certain women of our company uh, who arrived at the tomb early... Uh, astonished us when they did not find his body they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive so they're still not really getting it are they are you kind of getting this they're kind of that's what they're that's why they're they're reasoning this they're saying you know maybe i don't know well anyway and certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said but him they did not see. Now remember who they're talking to. And then Jesus said to them, Oh foolish ones. I love this. Oh foolish ones. And here we go. Slow of heart to believe. Slow of heart to believe in all uh, that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ uh, to have suffered these things and to enter into His glory. I mean, shouldn't have this, shouldn't have this happened? It, 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 it should have happened. It was supposed to happen. It was needful that for this to happen. He's telling them. He still hasn't even revealed who He was yet. But I was thinking about this statement, slow of heart to believe. Have you ever been there? Anybody ever been guilty of that? Slow of heart to believe. I've been there. I don't like being there, but I've been there. Slow of heart to believe. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be slow of heart to believe. All right. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expanded, expounded uh, on, uh, to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he, he would have just gone ahead and just kept on going, just leave him alone. But they, they constrained him and said, please abide with us, for it is, uh, for it is uh, toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in uh, to stay with them. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table. Remember now, nobody, they're still not really getting it. Okay? Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. And it said at that moment their eyes were open. Now you stop and you think about what had happened. So he's breaking bread right in front of them. He breaks bread and when he goes to hand it to them, what are they seeing? They're seeing the wounds. I mean, this is what, they're seeing the wounds. And all of a sudden, man, they're, they're getting it finally. Their eyes are open, and they knew him, and, and then, then he's gone. He vanished, okay? He kind of does that a little bit during this time. I guess when you get a glorified body, you can do those things. Won't that be a blast? Anyway, I just thought I had. But anyway... I just thought that'd be cool. But anyway, so he vanished from their sight, all right? Verse, uh, let's see, where are we at? Verse 32. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked to us on the road? And while he opened it, I mean, man, everything he was saying was like, wow, this guy knows a lot of stuff, right? I'm just saying, it's just amazing. I mean, they're sitting there, man, they're, it's like they're, everything he says is like it's just, it's just clicking and going home. And that's why they said, please, you know, stay with us. Let's talk some more. We like to hear what you're talking about. Amen. You're getting this. Amen. And all of a sudden, they're now getting there saying, hey, you know, weren't you feeling it? I was feeling it, man. Were you? I was feeling it. Right? Now, this word... Uh, to burn, this, you know, the heart burned within them. Uh, you know, the root word of that, you know, is referring to really a, a sense of you were, they were ignited about something. It ignited them. It stirred a passion and enthusiasm that began to rise. Uh, I think it's, uh, uh, 
Romans in 12, uh, I think verse 11, talks about being fervent in spirit. It comes out of that same root word, uh, being fervent, being alive, being ignited. Amen. Uh, they talked about an intenseness that rises up. Amen. In, in, within. Amen. And so this is, what we, this is what we want. We all want to be right here. We want to be fervent in spirit. We want to have a heart burning on the inside of, of all that He's done for us. And, and so I'd like to ask you a question. What's He done for you? What's He done for you? You know, uh, there's a story in, I want to say, uh, Mark. And I want to say around Mark 5. Um, Jesus um, delivers a man who's demon-possessed. And he gets, I mean, he's got, he's got issues, horrible issues. And he gets delivered. And the Word said he was, he was put back in his right mind. And uh, he sat down with him. And, and of course, they're, you know, they got him, I think, you know, got him all fixed up and, and everything. And, and then Jesus was getting ready to go to the next, where he had to go next. And, and, and that, that young man wanted, wanted to go with him. And Jesus said, no, 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 you, you stay here and go tell everybody what the Lord has done for you. In fact, he says, what great things the Lord has done for you. Go tell them. Go home and tell your friends. Go tell them. And, I, you know, I, I think about, about that. And, and so I, I'd like to, what great things has the Lord done for you? Shouldn't we not have that thing lit in us? I mean, just to, just to know that you're saved from hell ought to be enough to just keep our fire lit. You know what I mean? Uh, now, I've never been to hell. Uh, some days I, I think I have, but, but uh, I've never really been to hell. I've had some moments of hell on earth. Hello, somebody. But I've never been to hell. Okay. Now, um, there are people who have had uh, due to near-death experiences or have passed and been brought back, whatever, that have seen uh, this place. And they will tell you, you do not want to go there. You know, you don't want to go to that uh, place called hell. And so, uh, you know, the point is this, all right? Just that in itself, just to know that it's not a place I want to go. And by making Jesus Lord of your life, I'm no longer hell-bound, but I'm now heaven-bound. I mean, the greatest miracle that could ever happen to a person, amen. Just that in itself ought to keep the fire lit. Just that in itself, amen, ought to keep you fervent in spirit, ought to keep passion, ought to keep, praise God, enthusiasm, praise God, full of energy, full of eagerness, full of anticipation of greater things. There ought to be that burning in us every day. Amen. Now, it wasn't just, I, I didn't just get saved. I got, I got some other things, too. I got, praise God, I, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I got, I got the, uh, you know, the Spirit of God. Amen. That, that resurrection power flowing, praise God, uh, really on tap at any time you need it, praise God. We got, we got things that have happened, amen, things that God's done in, in family and, 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 and in business and things that God's done and showed himself strong, things that he's done in the church, things he's done for people, things he's done for friends and family members, praise God. Woo! What's he done for you? Are we still going to be the two guys walking along the road, reasoning? <laughs> oh, praise God. Where am I? Okay, verse 32. All right, and they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Verse 33, please. So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven. Now this time, this rose up thing is the same word that we see earlier in Scripture there with, with Peter. Now it's a different ballgame. These guys ain't just kind of, you know, walking along in a casual. These guys now have got something burning on the inside of them, got something working now in them. And up, up that very hour, and they returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together. Verse 34, please. Amen. And saying, the Lord is risen indeed. Amen. And has appeared to Simon. Praise God. Amen. And they told 
says, and they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Amen. Explained how it all went down. Praise God. Amen. And now, as they, here we go again. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst. It's amazing how he does these things, isn't it? All of a sudden, bang, there he is, right, standing in the midst of them. And he says, peace to you. Praise God. Amen. It's a different ballgame. Now, what's the Lord done for you? What stirs in you? Amen. What's he done for you? Has he, has he ever, has he ever uh, healed your body? How many have been healed by, by the Lord? Amen. Believe in God and trust in God and got healed. Amen. Uh, has, has God ever provided for you in a, a certain thing, a provision? Amen. Has God, has God um, maybe done a miracle in your household, family, marriage, that kind of a thing? Anybody ever had that happen? Has God saved that stinker of a, of a family member that you have? You're all kind of a little nervous about raising your hand on that one because they might be in the room. But anyway, uh, uh, the point is, praise God, it's amazing what God's done. Amen. Is God working something? Have you, have, you ever had, have you ever had an insight or a revelation of something that changed your life forever? Anybody ever had that? All four of you. Let's try that again. Anybody ever had anything that was, that was spoke or said that all of a sudden it revealed, it opened up, and you're seeing things completely different than you've ever seen before? It's amazing. You know what happens? He showed up. And so there are times, man, as you're moving along, God just wants to show up and do things. Amen. Because it's still at work. The same Jesus. Amen. The same yesterday, day, and forever. is still working. It's still doing. Praise God. And the cool thing about it is he left his spirit on the inside, full of resurrection life, full of resurrection power. Amen. That we got something every day. Amen. To conquer and overcome no matter what it is we deal with. And all because of that day. Because of that day. If it wasn't for that day, every sign, every miracle, everything he said, every, every, every uh, principle he taught, it would really mean, it probably wouldn't mean much now. But because of a resurrection, it confirmed it, it ratified it, it established it. And then he says, all of that is still available. All of that is still working. Even the same works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Praise God. Amen. Why? Because I'm going unto the Father, and I'm sending you the helper. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise, somebody. Amen. Now, what a day. What a day. What a good day. Amen. What's ignited in you? What's burning in you? What's alive in you? Amen. Maybe I should ask the question, what should be alive in you? Come on. There's no, no condemnation or nothing. It's just, it's just sometimes I think, sometimes we get caught up and we're, we're no different than the two guys walking down the road just reasoning about it. You've heard it all. You know, you've heard enough people, they said this, they said that, you've read it, you've heard enough sermons. You know, you've seen enough stuff on TV or, or enough things, uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe podcasts or some kind of teaching you brought in. And, you, 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 and, and yet, yet, you know, is it burning in there? Is it alive in there? Amen. Like it should be. Amen. I want it alive in me. I want it alive in you. Praise God. I think about, uh, you know, how much people are changed and transformed when it's alive in you. Amen. In fact, uh, also in Mark, earlier on, I think it's chapter 3 of, of the Gospel of Mark, uh, the Word talks about where, uh, you know, Jesus, um, uh, the things that had happened and things that were said and things that were done. And it said people were coming from all over the place, amen, because they had heard about this Jesus. They'd heard the great things that he has done. And the word says so many people came to him that they came to the shoreline where he was at. That's where he was at the time. The word said he literally had to get on a boat 
and back off the shore because so many people were pressing in to hear what was said, so he did a sermon on a boat. And I just think, you know, that is still working. If, if it was alive in you and me, it wouldn't take long to win a city. It wouldn't take long to win a community, a, a region, a state, a nation, if that was burning in us. Amen. Again, not to, you know, we're not here to, you know, bring up a negative. It's really about, you know, sometimes I think we forget about the great things the Lord has done. We forget about the power of the resurrection. Amen. And what it did for you and me. Amen. Everything he proclaimed is now manifested, come to pass, and alive and well because of a resurrection. Did you get something today? Give the Lord a praise. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Why don't you all stand up, if you will, and hallelujah. I want to pray over you, and hallelujah. How many in here know Jesus? How many of you have Jesus in your heart? Okay. Uh, you know, not every hand went up today with that, and, and I understand you know, maybe you just didn't want to raise your hand, but. I want everybody to know this Jesus. I want everybody to understand the power that can reside on the inside. I want everybody in here to know Jesus. I want your families to know Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to ask a question. I know not every hand went up earlier, and so, you know, maybe, maybe, you, know, maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you, you've never accepted. Maybe you've never really asked him into your life. Maybe you've just never taken the time to do it, or maybe you just flat out just didn't want to. But I'm asking you today, how about today? How about make Him Lord of your life? How about ask Him into your life today? Let Him do something supernatural for you. Let Him show Himself strong for you today. Let Him do something, praise God, that's never been done in your life. Amen. Let Him ignite your life once again. Let him ignite your passion. Let him ignite, amen, your, uh, you know, your desire for, for your future and the things ahead. Let him ignite these things in you again, amen. Let him bring, amen, uh, you know, that resurrection power on the scene to help you in any area you may need help in today. And so I'm going to ask today, maybe I'll just do it this way. With every head bowed, I want to ask a question. How many in here today would like to say, I'd like to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life? If you're in here today and you want to do that today and make that decision, I want you to raise your hand real high where I can see it. Thank you, sir. Anybody else? Thank you, sir. Anybody else in here today? Hallelujah. Anybody else in here today would like to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody else here today? Want that resurrection power activated on the inside. Amen. Anybody in here want to spend all eternity in heaven? Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody else in here today? All right. And my heart here today is not to embarrass anybody or anything, but those, uh, those of you that raised your hands, could I ask you to come forward? That, I know it's a huge thing to ask, but if you could do that, I would love that today. If you would come right up here and stand with me, because I'd like to pray with you. Whoever it was that raised your hand, come on up here, please. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody else that would like to join them today? Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. Anybody else today? Amen. What a good God we serve. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> God is good. Anybody else today? Thank you all coming forward today appreciate that thank you for that today praise the lord thank you for that today you know right now all of heaven's rejoicing amen, amen. amen. praise god that's, yeah, there's a whole party going down just with your name on it praise the lord that's pretty all right amen hallelujah hallelujah we're gonna um we're gonna pray uh, with these folks today and I think we'll just do this together. And there's something about it when, um, when you make a confession of faith out your own mouth. Uh, the Word says this, that, you know, you believe in your heart. 
God raised him from the dead. And that's obviously you believe that. That's why you came forward. But then the word says, then we confess him out of our mouth as Lord, as Savior. Amen. And so that's what we're going to do. And so I'm going to ask the whole congregation to join in with them as we make this confession of faith. And I'm just going to go ahead and start praying. You just repeat after me, all right, if you wouldn't mind doing that. All right, praise the Lord. All right, with every head bowed, let's, let's start making a confession of faith. Lord Jesus, we call on you today to ignite our inner man, our spirit man. And with our heart, we receive you as Lord in our lives, in our families, in our homes. And with our mouth, we confess you as Lord. As our source of all things, as the one who sees all and knows all, we put our trust in you. We acknowledge you today as our all in all. We receive you today as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you for coming into our lives igniting us, empowering us, making us part of your family as heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus, making us new creations where old things have passed away and all things have become new. Hallelujah. Thank you for resurrection power ignited on the inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Praise the Lord. God bless. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Praise the Lord. Brother, welcome. Love you, brother. Praise the Lord. Hey, brother. Praise the Lord. God bless, brother. Praise God. Praise the Lord, sweetheart. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Uh, real quick, uh, Rod, Amy, why don't you, uh, tell you what, y'all, why don't you two come on up here real quick here, amen, and uh, we just have uh, something we'd like to give you and, and uh, just bless you with this, and so you'll, you'll go with Rod and Amy right here, and just kind of follow them real quick, and then, then you'll end up back in your seat, praise God, hallelujah, what a blessing, amen, give the Lord a shout, praise God, good to see you, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor today. Thank you right now for all that's happening. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for our new family members. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the great things you began within each and every one of us, the things that are stirring in us now, the things that will continue to stir within us. Praise God from here on out. And Father, we thank you for resurrection power. We thank you, Lord God, for a price that was paid. Hallelujah. All of it confirmed by that resurrection, and we give you the praise for it. Father, once again, thank you for what you're doing. Hallelujah. And for what you're about to do, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.